Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're gonna deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I'm really excited to have with me on the line Lane Kawaoka. He is a podcaster and real estate investor based in Honolulu. And we have some really great real estate investing tips that everyone can use. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Investing in real estate is something that I've dabbled with in the past. Didn't have much luck with it, but uh, hopefully by talking with Lane, we'll be able to get some clarity on how to on how to do this right the first time. So Lane, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate it. So Lane, tell me a little bit about what it is that you do. You started out as a civil engineer. You're doing this in a pretty remote place, but you right now have a nationwide portfolio and, and your trajectory to doing this is kind of interesting. Can you please go into that a little bit? What makes you awesome? Yeah, so today I own 3,500 units, uh, apartment and mobile home parks, and kind of started in 2009 where, you know, just buying a single family home rental. We used to be an engineer, no longer am anymore, fired the boss there. And I, it's mainly just buy and hold investing. I don't do any wholesaling, fixer flips, none of that active stuff, right? Like I kind of do the brand of investing for high paid professionals, folks with some money to invest. So try and see if passive as possible. So what's interesting about that is you don't just go in and, you know, purchase the lowest price properties that you can find. What you're looking for, like you actually have a strategy for figuring out um, based on the price that you paid and also what kind of income each of these properties can produce. How does that work? Like, how do you figure out on a property by property basis, which one is good and which one is maybe not so good for you. It's a big sorting exercise. So we use this rule called the 1% rent to value ratio. So you take the monthly rents and you divide it by 50 and that's how much income you should have at the end of your expenses. So to be able to cash flow, you're looking for something that's going to rent at least 1% of the purchase price. So a lot of the properties that we'll buy or that I was buying originally today, the strategy has changed a little bit to apartment complexes, but you're buying properties that are around $100,000, which are good, solid single family homes with good tenants. And it's renting for a thousand bucks a month at least. So the math there's a thousand dollars a month divided by a hundred thousand dollars. You need something that's 1% or higher. So somebody right now can go on Zillow right now and play around and look at the monthly rent divided by the purchase price. If it's less than 1%, dude, that's not going to work, right? That's not going to work. You're not going to cash flow on that. So this is why we kind of stay out of states like California, Washington, Hawaii, 
that are primary markets and stick to more secondary markets like places like Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, uh, Memphis, you know, places like that. But can you still find properties that can cash flow like that? So I live in Fort Lauderdale, right? For us, a $100,000 property, I don't think it exists in the state, right? And I'm just, you know, it just sounds like something that, that, you know, that is just unbelievably cheap. Are properties like that still available in these secondary markets like Birmingham, Atlanta, Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, you got to look where to find them. I mean, you got to be careful that you're not going to a war zone area, right? But like in your state, you know, Jacksonville, I mean, I think you can still find those 1% properties out there. You're trying to find something that's like 80% of the median average home price, right? That's kind of a good rule of thumb to be around. A little bit lower than your kind of your first, your midterm buyer type. That's kind of the what you're looking for as a good rental stock property. And you're right, it may not be in your, your backyard, right? Most of my California and clients, there's not a shot. You're not going to find anything remotely close that's going to cash flow out there. That's not in you know in the hood, right? So how does that work then when you also need to figure in renovation costs, right? Because what you're thinking about is if you just take 1% of the $100,000 rule, then I would assume that there's still a significant amount of renovation that would need to happen in order to go in there, right? Yeah, if you want to do it the hard way, right? Like myself and a lot of my clients, our highest and best uses at our day job. You know, a lot of us are doctors, lawyers, engineers, accountants. You know, time is more important to us. So we buy the property ready to go, you know, this sort of turnkey model. And there are a lot of providers out there that will fix up, you know, crappy houses, like you're saying, do all the rehab for you and just sell you the finished product. You know, granted, you're paying retail price, but, you know, a lot of these people will, you know, they'll even put a tenant in there for you. You know, so it's truly turnkey. And then all, all the big components like the flooring, the electrical, the plumbing, the roof, all done, you know, so you don't really have to worry about it for the first few years. So let's talk about that then. Basically, who you're talking to then are not dedicated property flippers or, you know, like commercial real estate people. You're talking to people that do have disposable income, that do have some money to invest, and you're teaching them how to scale this investing model so that it doesn't take them away from their day jobs, no matter how lucrative it may be. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what I how I started, right? I had a good paying engineering job. You know, I never wholesaled houses and never flip houses. I never done this tax lien stuff. I just buy and hold, right? 20% down payment. And then my highest and best use is saving money to go buy the next one. And so for my brand of investing is all about like using taxes the right way and then just scaling your portfolio so you can eventually quit your day job. So when you take somebody on in your classes or in your masterminds, uh, however you build it, do you then vet the person coming in to see if they have the if they have the time and the money and the expertise to do it? Or do you just train them from the ground up? How does that work for you? Well, my first mastermind that I put together is mostly for accredited investors. So guys making at least 250000 a year or a net worth of a million dollars or more. But I have created a kind of incubator program, but you got to have 20, 25 grand ready to go because that's your down payment for a $100,000 property. Look, it's not for everybody, right? You know, but if not, there's a whole bunch of other free resources on my website to kind of get you started. You know, I kind of wanted to create a, a free repository because, you know, there's so much like BS, like real estate educators out there, right? That'll charge people 20, 40, 50, 100 grand. And you should use that money to go buy your first rental property. No, agreed. I mean, I used to work with, uh, you know, back when I was doing a lot more web design business, I worked with a few of those people that were just building websites and basically pulling in the course junkies who were buying the courses 
but weren't necessarily taking action on the skills that they were teaching them how to do. Once someone goes through your program, what are the next steps? Do you have them go through like a series of exercises in order to in order to figure out which markets they want to go into? Do you guide them into specific markets? Like what would be your first steps in indoctrinating someone once they're in? Yeah, so the first step is kind of just to fill your mind with all this this new information because a lot of it is very contradictory to everything Main Street financial advice, right? I mean, I don't use retirement accounts um, for one, and we just do things very different. Like I don't buy a house to live in. You know, I invest in rental properties. You know, first thing is just consume a lot of the free information that I have, right? A lot of the first dozen podcasts are all about buying a single-family home turnkey rental. Just getting started, right? This and there's not much to this passive investing, right? I think the stuff you were doing earlier, I get it, right? It's hard. <laughs> it's, I I never did it. I mean, that's that's complicated stuff. But you know, keep it simple, right? I think what happens is that you know, in general, when someone chooses a guru, right? You know, you do a lot of this, you know, googling around on the internet, trying to find which person makes sense or which person, you know, like uh, like speaks to you and actually pulls you into their program, you want to take that information with a grain of salt. Like, first of all, like, how much are they charging me to actually be in a part of this program? And you're right. Why should I give them 25000 when I should be using that same 25000 as a down payment for my first property? When someone is in your program, how does it work in terms of, you know, like after the first three months, six months, or the first year, is there a goal that's set on how many properties they should buy and hold, or is it com- just completely up to them? Or like, uh, how does that trajectory work? I mean, their critical path is how much money you can save. I mean, when I was working my first day job, I was able to put away like almost fifty grand a year. So that's a couple properties a year. But just you know, you do the math for every property that's about a few hundred dollars of passive cash flow a month. You know, that's thirty six hundred bucks a year. So the more properties you get, the more it expedites you to buy the next property. So we have an incubator program for like complete newbies to join. Um, the way we do it, it's just a five-month boot camp. We do bi-weekly conference calls. But the biggest thing is like your, your network is your net worth. Well, who do you go to, right? Well, we have a Rolodex of guys that we trust, property managers, insurance, lenders, et cetera. You know, there's no reason to recreate the wheel. But you, got, you want to do this on your own, you're going to have to, you know, only work off referrals of other peer investors is the main thing. You know, like I said, everything's out there on my website for free. Amazing stuff. Lane, can you please let everyone know how they can get to your website and how they can reach out to you directly if they would like to learn more? Yeah, they can check out simplepassacashflow.com is my website. You know, if people are kind of tinkering with that 1% rule, you guys can download my free analyzer. I think you can just Google it on my website. I think it's spelled with a Z. And uh, yeah, you can download it right there. And iTunes, Google Play is where the first podcasts are all at. And look, totally willing to have a short chat with everybody to get started. But all I ask is just to listen to at least the first dozen podcasts, you know. And I, I think what people don't realize is this real estate investing is not rocket science. It's pretty simple. But look, financial freedom is not for everybody, right? If you're unable to save, you know, $5,000, $10,000 a year, I'm not the guy to help you, right? Like I'm not, I'm not real estate for the masses, but if you're responsible with your money and able to save a positive amount of cash a year, well, now that's where we, we kind of connect and, you know, let's take your, your wealth building to the next level and let's get you financially free in five to 10 years. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for that. Lane, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. I know it's quite early where you're at, and I appreciate you explaining how this all works within the real estate investing world.
Yeah, appreciate it for having me. Aloha.